In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the 30th sermon in this series of homilies on the Divine Liturgy of the Orthodox Church. In the last few sermons, we have been focusing in on the Lord's Supper as the focal point of Christian worship. You see the icon over the door, over the royal doors of the Lord's Supper, shows Christ in the middle with St. John, the youngest, leaning against his breast, and Judas reaching out his hand to the dish to partake of the dish in fulfillment of Christ's prophecy that the one who dipped his, his bread with him would be the one who would betray him. So we see the Lord's Supper over the doors that go into the altar to remind us that this is what it's all about, really, is the Lord's Supper. Christian worship is the people of God gathering around the table of the Lord. Everything else leads to that. Everything else is preparation for that or thanksgiving for that. Just as when we sit down in our homes for a meal, we gather, we sing a hymn, we ask God's blessing on the food, then we sit down, we eat together, then after eating our meal, we rise up again, we sing another hymn, and we give thanks for the food. That is, that is in the home, the microcosm of what is happening in the church throughout the week, the months, the years, our whole life. We live from Eucharist to Eucharist. Eucharist, the Greek word for thanksgiving. We live from feast to feast the Lord's precious body and blood. Everything that happens here is happening in a different level at our homes and in our personal lives. In light of that, I want to borrow something that I heard yesterday as we were listening to the homeschooling conference, St. Amelia Homeschooling Conference. We are listening to some of the discussions one of the priests mentioned three qualities that we as Christians desire to see manifest in our homes and in our churches. Humility, reverence, and community. Humility, reverence, and community. These should be characteristics of our homes and of our church. In our homes, the supper table is the place where we gather to express this type of life most Intentionally. In humility and reverence, we pray a prayer asking God to bless the food, and after we have partaken, we give thanks. We experience community as families as we share conversation and partake of the food God has provided. And likewise, in our church home, we gather around the table of the Lord again in reverence and humility. We partake of the precious body and blood of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ. One of the most important moments of this liturgy, of this meal, takes place directly after the consecration of the gifts. 
The priest has, has prayed and asked God to send down his Holy Spirit upon bread and wine, transform them into the body and blood of Christ. And after this act, he comes out to the people and bowing to them, asks for forgiveness if he has offended them in any way in thought, word, or deed. And then the people likewise bow to each other after bowing to the priest and likewise ask for forgiveness. This is something that happens in our homes too. Every day, we should have a moment at the end of the day where we confess our sins to God and if we need to ask forgiveness from someone in the family, we ask forgiveness. We don't let the sun go down on our anger. We don't let the sun go down on any grudges or any resentment. This moment in the liturgy, I think for some of us, you know, we, we have a hard time really thinking about the words of the liturgy sometimes. We're just going through the motions. We're praying with our maybe our, our mouths, or maybe even our minds, but not, even, not necessarily with our hearts. But I think this moment where we ask forgiveness, I think is, is one of the most sincere and authentic expressions that we have in the liturgy. And hopefully we do really take it seriously. We do this as an acknowledgement of our sinfulness and of the fact that to the degree to which we do not live up to being Christians, we are letting each other down throughout the week. And all those various struggles that we have for the passions that we all struggle with. And so when we come to the church, this exchange of forgiveness is an acknowledgement that we have not done our best this week. We have let each other down. We ask forgiveness. In some cases, we may actually have offended someone. In that, in that case, that's even more important that we do that. But for the most part, it's a general recognition that we are dependent upon each other, that we are, are responsible for each other, and that to the degree to which we struggle to be true Christians, we are lifting each other up, supporting each other, fighting for each other. We do this mutual exchange of forgiveness out of obedience to Christ who said, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift. So we, we exercise humility in this regard. <clears throat> Another way that we exercise humility in our church family is by adopting a common rule of prayer. Everyone in this parish knows that they have made a commitment to pray at least in the morning and the evening, to pray a rule of prayer, either the one that I provided or one that you already have of your own. 
and to read the Holy Scriptures every day, the appointed scriptures on the calendar. This is something we have agreed to do as a church family. And we do this out of obedience to Christ and to the church. So we practice humility and reverence in this regard. You've heard many times the monastic story about the young novice who came to the monastery under his elder, and the elder told him to go find a dead stick, stick it in the ground, and water it every day. We've talked about this story many times. For three years, the brother obediently followed this task. And after three years, miraculously, the dead stick budded forth and became alive. Some of us may perhaps feel like this monk when we say our prayers or when we read our scriptures. It may feel like we're just watering a dead stick, like nothing's happening. We don't feel anything, any great experience, or we're not taken up to heaven. We don't see angels, or we don't even feel uh, like our hearts are attached to the words we're praying. But out of obedience, we should not stop. That's one of the tricks of the devil is to say, why are you even bothering? You're not even paying attention to what you're doing. Just don't bother that's, that's a lie from Satan. No, we continue in obedience. We continue to water the dead stick. It may never bud forth. It may never produce those feelings and emotions that you wish that you could have. Of joy and peace and, and tranquility and all those things. Why did that dead stick finally come to life? after being watered for three years? Was it because it just takes three years to make a dead stick come to life? No. It was a miracle from God. It was a gift from God. And so it is with our prayers. We keep praying. We keep reading the Holy Scriptures. We keep the commandments. We struggle against the passions. And if we receive something special because of that, of our struggle, it's not because we did all that. It's because of God's grace. God gives us the gift. This is the kind of life that we have chosen to live. It's called obedience and humility and reverence. What are we really seeking when we say our prayer rule and read the appointed scriptures? We are, in our very limited way, expressing our love for God and our obedience to his holy will. We keep the rule by faith. We have faith that what we're doing is real. And we are reminded by St. Paul in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
For he comes, he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. My children in Christ, keep watering that dead stick. Practice obedience, humility, and reverence as we together experience the community of the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory to God.